1: fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever and with fishing booker you can experience it too no matter where you are discover your next adventure on fishing booker
2: about right there yeah that's fine yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey guys we're up here at harvey's house this that is, wasn't me y'all that boy well, ain't nobody's gonna have any problem understanding that that is uh spectator christian here he's uh did i say your name right okay all right uh he is joining us as we record our podcast or episode four of the chasing tails outdoor podcast and uh we're planning our summer trips and we are getting ready to gear it up for summer fa- uh summer saltwater fishing maybe some freshwater fishing on my part and uh yeah, so we're just. Yeah, gonna, I've
1: got one day a week already set aside to go fishing every week. That is, so, is
2: Harv Dog's uh, favorite pastime of all I the, just, That if,
1: nickname, y'all, did not make that viral, please. That is just. The first
2: giveaway we do is going to be hashtag Harv Dog. No, Harvdog, heck, no hell. No, yeah. I'll just go ahead and say it. No <laughs> hell. <laughs> Anyways, we. Uh, We'd like to thank our sponsor, Wild Edge
1: Incorporated, making I mean, the the stepladder. I mean, if he wants to give me heck, you know, we can always say the leprechaun over here on the other side. We'll just say hashtag <laughs> leprechaun <laughs> on there and see how he likes that yeah, for about six fine. weeks. Dude, I've been
2: called Carrot Top my entire life. I am not one. Yeah, but see, the it.
1: problem is people got it all wrong. You ain't a Carrot Top. I wasn't. I was.
2: Yeah, at one point in time, but you ain't
1: now. No. So, I mean. I'm, a,
2: re- I'm a reformed Scotman.
1: Yeah, so he says I call him leprechaun now because he's what he looks Hobbit. like. Hobbit.
2: That's, that's, that's the trendy term. Hashtag Hobbit. <laughs> but, uh, anyways, we'd like to thank our, uh, our title sponsor, Wild Edge Incorporated, maker of the stepladder. It's a innovative product. We love it. It's safe. It's simple. It's, it's just, it's just, that, it's just, it's it's just, just that, that simple, simple, safe, and, and effective. Um, so if you can hang you, it from a crooked, it, crooked tree yep hang it from a crooked tree you can do whatever you need to with it and and uh you know it's a modular system people have some skepticism about that on the previous podcast we mentioned this drew has hung four wheelers from it and uh, if you don't believe us go to our instagram page go to drew's instagram page and uh look at the look at the photos that that he's put up there he just he recently standing on it he's standing so yeah, that's right. it's a
1: like a Honda 250 four-wheeler. Yeah, it's a 500-pound four-wheeler with a 200-pound man two man on it. So, I mean, you're looking at 700 pounds. And it doesn't even bend. It doesn't that, even that bend. Nothing. So, he's going to hang
2: even heavier stuff from it coming forward. He needs to put his Duramax up there. He needs to hang it by his Duramax. I agree. He really does. Uh, but uh, go to his Instagram page. Go to wildedgeincorporated.com. I think that's it. Lord, I didn't think about that before I said it. But go to go to his Instagram. There will be a link in his bio to his website. Uh, give them a look, and, and consider giving them your business, because I, I, I assure you that it will definitely change how you deer hunt. Yeah, um, definitely. So today, what we're going to do is we're going to kind of talk Salt about our water plans.
1: update, baby. That is my game. <laughs>
2: and Leighton Harvey comes alive. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Dog Harvey comes no, alive. The leprechaun's got it all
1: wrong over there. <laughs> Goldilocks has got it all wrong. Uh, Goldiebeard. <laughs> uh so we're even going to let Walt go first because my, my story is going to be so much more entertaining. So Walt's going to go first
2: today. <laughs> oh, say the the best for last. Yeah. yeah, Not really. But well, I mean, I'm not even going to start off the story. Hey, we're going to let
1: Christian kick in on this one a little bit since he's been saltwater fishing with me for the past year and a half. I think it's a great idea. I think
2: it is. I think it's a great idea. You want to have him over there and share your money? Yeah, come on. Come on around the table, come Christian. Come on, get over here. Improv right here. Christian, Christian. Can I get a round of applause, everybody? I'm going to have to come up with a muscle uh, a muscle nickname for him. I got Hard Dog Harvey for you. I need to come up with some kind of... Well,
1: whenever we're working, I just literally look at him and say, Muscles, come here. Muscles? <laughs> muscles.
2: Okay, so we'll, we'll have to adjust this mic because right. it's, it's not even going to get... It's not even going to yeah. get Yeah. So, uh, excuse us for a moment. You're going to have to talk louder than that. Can you hear me now? That's we're better. A little bit, a little bit of, you okay. Talk. All right, cool. So, we're live. Oh all right, y'all. So, we are shifting things up here. We're going to talk... Uh, saltwater and Christian, uh, one of our original followers of the podcast, is here with us, and hopefully, this audio quality works out. We didn't really anticipate this. We've only got uh, two mics and uh, three people, so we're gonna split the two over there with Layton and Christian. And uh, Christian, why don't you tell us a little bit about you? Who are you? Everybody knows who we are. What do you do?
3: Well, I'm currently a student at uh, Full Tasa State. There you go. Uh, Pre med. And part really? time Pre-med? Yep.
2: Oh, cool. That's almost,
3: awesome. Yeah, almost done with my undergrad. Um, and part time working for Layton over here. You know,
1: no, nah, it's more than part time. It's like Strut time, Longo, Co. You know?
2: for <laughs> all your landscaping needs. <laughs> 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 D- just don't pay that anybody. <laughs> Anyways, proceed. Go ahead, Chris. You're the muscle of the operation. Yeah, yeah.
3: I'm I'm basically the muscle of the operation because you know I'm a gym fanatic, and I. One of my favorite things to do is definitely go out to go fishing. Always has been. I mean, I never got the chance to do it a lot in Miami, but when I got up here and about 12 years me. ago and met Layton, he definitely gave me the option of doing a lot more fishing, especially saltwater fishing.
1: And he, he's come a pretty, pretty long way since when he first started fishing. See, that's another cold beer for Walt. See, he's going to be... This podcast is gonna be good right here. It's gonna be real good. I'm gonna just sit over here and laugh and let them two talk because this will be great.
2: Yingling and Michelob Ultra.
1: Exactly with the line. with the line. Ugh. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> See, we want to be on. So that you,
2: beach. I didn't know that you were into fishing. I didn't know that about you at all. I thought you were like cars and muscle.
3: Seriously, oh, man, then if then you go I'm, to your Instagram, it's yeah. cars and...
2: I mean, so tell, tell them about your Instagram, what, you, what you're doing there.
3: Well, my Instagram right now, I'm just trying to start a little gym apparel type deal. Um, it's called Lethal Fitness. Um, it's still young, still working on it. Um, hopefully, I can go far with it. Eventually, maybe I can branch it off to be its own gym. Um, that's the hopes and dreams right now. Um but, I mean, yeah, I am into cars. I am into the gym. I mean, that that that's is my... all he's into. No, it's not all I'm into. A
2: sprinkling of fishing. Yeah.
3: There's yeah. a little bit of sprinkling and a, of fishing. And a, and, a, there.
0: and a hint of work.
3: Yeah. And a hint of work. So, he so he says. But, he knows he I did, work he, my ass off. He don't off. really work. Um, <laughs> that's, that's what he thinks. He begs and calls for my name whenever he needs to one,
2: up. The one thing that, uh, you know, Layton's over here ribbing him. The one thing that... Uh, Leighton can't rip him on. Is every time that I work out with Leighton, I'm I'm the fat ass of the group here. I'm about forty pounds ob- obese. No, no lie, I'm <laughs> <to> any <laughs> any. and uh, I think Christian's like at a negative two percent body fat over here. So he's obviously the the. The, the the fit one but you know layton's like yes i was working out with christian the other day and he showed me this try this it really works out such and such so layton can can, can get on him as much as you want to about a lack of, of work ethic or whatever but i tell you something he's taught layton just about everything it knows when it comes to coming to the gym evidently. Oh, that's the, truth. I'll give the truth. I will <laughs> so tell everybody and their brother that maybe, is the truth, go go to his instagram and look the dude's ripped he knows what he's doing and uh you know follow his Instagram and, and there's going to be some cool things coming. He's working hard on some different product lines and I'm sure you'll enjoy it. So, uh, so you started your fishing in Miami. Is that what you said?
3: Well, I was, I, make- al- I was always into it. I mean, we had little ponds here and there that we can drive to, but nothing crazy. He wasn't near the water. Yeah. I wasn't oh, near the water. water. Yeah. Oh, okay,
1: cool. Yeah, See, I, mean, I thought Miami
2: was like on the beach, isn't it? Mm, I mean, it's big parts, enough that it's not. Yeah. yeah. Certain
3: parts are, um, where I lived at is mostly towards the inside. Um, but it's just the closest thing you can get to is just the beach. I mean, you can't really. There was not enough fish in there. Everybody's there. Yeah, yeah, doing yeah, their own yeah. thing and stuff it's like that. It's not
1: the beaches like me and Walton. Uh, yeah, beaches me and Walton. No, there's right. two, Five people on the whole. Yeah, beach. So, yeah. Uh, know, where Christian's at, there's ten thousands. thousands. Yeah, 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 you're yeah, fight,
3: yeah. You're fighting to find a spot on that beach. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, that but, makes sense.
3: I mean, I, w- I was always into it. My dad got me into it. He liked it. Um, he likes it, and. When I moved up here about 12 years ago, I met Lightning in high school, and we caught back up like two years after high school, and then he asked me one day, is you want to go fishing? I was like, all right, yeah, I can, I can go. He's, and then he hits me with, oh, we're going to saltwater fishing, by the way. And I was like, oh, okay, I've never done this. <laughs> I'll give it a try. Why not? So he took me out there, and he taught me quite a bit. I mean, I knew a little bit here and there, but he definitely gave me some skills that helped in the long run for damn sure but i mean and ever since then i've every time i get the chance i ask when we going fishing
1: when i go christian goes pretty much it's basically the way it works now most of the
3: time yeah Yeah.
2: okay so let me without you know this is literally we said this from the beginning i just said this a minute ago this is all live you know shift here what is your favorite fishing memory
1: yeah, the best story you had, in the and last remember,
2: two years. remember that the people listening to this are on the road. They're at their cube behind their in their cubicles. They their want to envision. They want to be in where the, you were. Yep, they want to be there. So anything that you find important about that, as much detail as you can, right now. What's your favorite fishing story?
3: I think it would have to be the time me and Layton went king fishing, and it was towards the end of the day. We're out there trolling, and we had. We had that reel, I mean, something big caught it because it was ringing. I mean, you can hear that thing just going. And Layton kind of pushes me out the way. and says, no, me- I don't,
1: I <laughs> throw him out of the way. It's like, when my reel starts singing, I'm going to be on it
3: okay, yeah, faster threw- than he can move. Yeah, he threw me out the way.
1: And I'm driving the boat now, and I get to the back of the boat. His story, his story, I let him tell I'm it. Go ahead. He,
3: he was in there, so he can he can
0: <laughs> butt in.
3: But... Uh, he grabbed the, he grabbed the line. He hooked it on, and he says, "All right, here you fight it." I was like, "All right," so I'm fighting this fish for God, 40 minutes, yeah. almost an hour, and I was like, "Layton, I'm getting tired. I mean, this is like gotta keep. You gotta bring it in." I was like, "All right, all right." So, he, I'm, I'm bringing it in. I can see this fish. This fish is big.
1: I mean, it's a 40-pound it's a, it's a king, which is a good king.
3: Yeah, well, that's a big fish for me. I, I'm, I'm over here grinning ear to ear. That's a, that's a big-ass fish <laughs> to me. And uh, he's about, I'd say, 10 yards from the boat. 20,
1: and, 20 foot down,
3: probably. Yeah, about 20 feet. And he got a little harder to reel in. And I was trying to figure out what's going on. And Lane goes, uh, Christian, a barracuda just got your fish. <laughs> I was like, no way. And I look out. that Yeah, sure enough, it's a barracuda about six feet.
1: Seven, eight feet.
3: Seven, eight feet long.
1: This, this cuda's 80 pounds. Big old boy. Huge, huge.
3: Oh, yeah. And just chopped my king right in half.
1: One, one hit, gone, and then he comes back up and wants to eat him some more. And follows yeah. him to the boat.
3: And that, that was... One of the most exciting things that happened, and kind of disappointing at the same time. But I mean, I think earlier that day I had just finished catching what uh, we ended up with eight or nine. Yeah, and
1: finished catching release that
3: day. Yeah, and my I think the biggest one was 20. twenty-eight. Yeah, 20 was my biggest, day. and that I mean that whole experience right there was just made me want to keep going again and again. I mean, you were hooked. to I, I was after that day. I was definitely hooked. That's awesome. And now I kind of want to go out and catch some reds and yeah, some other yeah, stuff yeah. Now I mean, I mostly been focusing on trout and king, but I want to kind of broaden my horizon a little. Horizon bit. just a little bit.
1: Ever yeah, see my addiction is kingfish? Yeah, because it's just it's just fun. They're just they're everywhere. It's a fight. Well, they're not everywhere, but they're just. Yeah, it's a big fish. It's fun fishing for them. You got to catch bait. You got to work for them. Um, some people call them a trash fish. Fine with me. They're just fun to catch. They are a very fun fish. To Why
2: catch. do people call them trash fish?
1: Because they are they bony? Have, they're well. It's not basically the way I look at it, and the way I, the way I, yeah, like I said, look at it is most people want grouper and snapper if you go offshore. That's what okay. they want. Okay. You know that America, makes sense. Kingfish is trash fish to a lot of people. To me, it's I love it because it's a hard fighting fish, and you're always most of the time you're always moving in some way to catch them. You're you have to catch bait to catch them. You have to I mean you just have to work for them. And it's a like I said, it's a good fight for somebody like what I showed Christian. Right. I mean it's it's a great beginner fish. In Set the hook and yeah. reel. Yep. Set the hook and reel. Yep. And they're and you can catch them on light tackle. What Christian doesn't know yet is when they show up this year. I'm going to hand him a 20-pound twenty, round, 20 pound reel set up on a 30-pound king. Nice. Like, he thought that 40-minute fight was fun. This one's going to be an hour to an hour and 10 minutes on a 25, 30-pound king on 20-pound test because he's not going to be able to horse him. He's going to have to play with him and keep playing with him and keep playing with him until he's tired. And that's going to be our – I mean, I'm even going to try a 10- to 12-pound rig on a 30-pound king with a big enough reel with 300, 400-foot of line and see if we can catch him. Just for fun, just the challenge of okay, yeah, hey, I yeah. caught a thirty-pound king on ten-pound test.
2: It's kind of yeah. like trying to kill a hundred forty-class bow, uh, hundred forty-class inch buck with a bow right. instead of a rifle. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's harder. Yeah, it's a yep. lot harder. Yep,
1: because uh, he can send you down in the wreck and yep. What are you gonna do? Try to turn him? Yeah, right. Not twenty-pound test. Nope. Not with twenty-pound test.
2: So let's do this. Well, I know we had a different plan, but now that we just talked about, you know, kind of awesome theme there being uh, hardest fight. I mean, it was 45 minutes for him. Right. What's the longest and hardest fighting Fish that you can remember?
1: That I can remember? That you can
2: remember. Don't tell me about the ones you can't remember. <laughs> mm.
1: Probably the longest and the hardest fight that I've ever had was an amberjack and a... 450 pound nurse shark on a wreck fishing offshore. That was probably the hardest and the longest two fights that I can remember.
2: You want to tell the story?
1: Um, Amberjack was off Mexico Beach. Some of you people that are listening out there probably will know where that's at. Um, but for the hooked, people who don't, it's Gulf of Mexico. Right, basically. Um, we hooked, well, we were out there intentionally fishing for Amberjack and dad was out there with us and actually i'll just take this story off i'll take this story off of me really because it's more fun to tell it when dad was doing it um but i was out there fishing mexico beach and we uh yeah muscles is trying to fix the mic we're, right we're having technical difficulties Technical okay, difficulties
2: okay we're back <laughs> uh, but uh we were
1: out there fishing and dad looked at me and he he, uh, he was not catching anything he wasn't really fishing and uh I said, hey, Dad, you wanna have fun? And I was 15, 16, 17, no, I was probably 17, 18. And uh, he goes, yeah, I said, okay. So I picked the biggest pinfish in the live well, which is probably about the size of both your hands if you hold them up and spread them out. So it was probably about a pound, pound and a half bait. And I put it on a six alt reel, drop it down with a three ounce weight and we're fishing in about 100 foot of water, 80 to 100 foot of water. And I said, before it ever gets down, you're gonna to have to reel. So, literally, we drop it off the side of the boat. It goes down about 65 feet. And he gets wrecked. So, he goes, okay, this is fun. He fights him for about 10 minutes and he literally turns around and says, y'all call this shit fun? This is not fun. This is damn work. I come out here to go fishing. And uh, we look at him and laugh. And uh, we say, no, this is fun. Uh, But uh, So, Dad literally turns around and he goes... And I will never forget it. I will never forget it. It was like two-foot seas. It wasn't too bad. He looks looks at me and Mike Reed, who, fished, who really got me into offshore fishing more than anything, and he goes, y'all bitches are crazy. This shit is not fun. This is way too much work. I come out here to enjoy myself, not work my ass off, and have sweat <laughs> pouring down my back.
0: This is <laughs> your dad? Yes.
1: <laughs> Literally, his whole shirt is covered in sweat, and this is like a 70, 80-pound amberjack. He goes, "This is bullshit." He said, "I'm done after this." I said, "Hell, you ain't landed this one yet." He said, well, "When I do finally land this one, I'm done." And literally, when he got that fish to the side of the boat and I threw a gaff in him, he went. He's put the rod in the rod holder. He went and sat down in front of the boat. He opened his thing of Pringles. He oh, he got out his sandwich and he opened the Coca Cola and said, "Y'all." Mister Harvey
2: was always good for snacks, man. Oh, he's gonna have his food. Now. Yeah. He goes, "Y'all boys." He can worked have hard it. for that food. He, he said, "Y'all boys can have this bullshit." <laughs> God, so, I would have killed to have been there.
1: So I said, okay. So we throw that one in the live well, or in the not live well. Sorry, I fish is a little big for live well. We throw him in the ice <laughs> box, and I pull out a jigging rod. And Dad turns around and goes, "What the hell is that?" And for those of you that don't know what a jigging rod is and, and what a jigging setup is for an amberjack or a tuna, even or heck, even snapper when they're up and running, um, it's kind of a straight piece of lead weight that has kind of has angles on it, and it's painted like a fish, and it has two hooks on it. And you tie it to an 80, 90-pound leader. You have it on a 100-pound braid or something like that. If you're fishing a big fish, you drop it down 60 feet, and you just jerk the shit out of it all the way up. I mean, you just reel and jerk, reel and jerk, reel and jerk, and you've got it up under your arm, and you're holding on to it, and you're just waiting for, as we call offshore fishing, your shit to get wrecked. Literally.
0: <laughs> Cause
1: what's gonna happen is These are official
0: terms, folks. Yes,
1: they really are. Um, so what's gonna happen is you're gonna be snatching on this jig as hard as you can, literally, and reeling at the same time. And then your ass is gonna get thrown into the side of the boat. I don't care how big a boy you are, you're gonna get slung into the side of the boat. So I'm sitting there jigging, jigging, jigging and I wreck one and he comes down and I get slammed against the side of the boat and I reel him up, he's ten pounds. And Dad goes, Damn that looks fun. I wanna try that. I said, okay, whatever you want to do, daddy-o. And uh, <laughs> I hand him the jigging rod, and I drop it down for him. He jerks on a couple that are about 10 pounds, 12 pounds. He said, this is fun. I can do this all day. And uh, then he drops it down again, and he hooks something a little bigger, probably about a 20, 25, 30-pound amberjack. you got to understand that jigging rod is set up a little lighter than a 6-0. And uh, – so he, he gets about halfway through his fish and he finally looks at me and said, "You can have this shit." <laughs> he said, "This is for the birds. I'm too old for this." And how long ago was this? Yeah, he's in his forties when we did this, late forties. Wow. Um, he just don't want to work when he's fishing like that. He said, "I'm coming to enjoy this, not to work." Like I said earlier. But uh, So I ended up getting that fish in. He said, whenever y'all boys are ready to go, I've had enough.
2: <laughs> Your dad was wore out on huh? He was
1: like, yeah. He said, Three amberjack, or five amberjack and one about 60 to 80 pounds. I don't remember exactly how big he was, but he's big. He said, oh, that's too much work. I've had fun, but this is too much work. But uh, that's probably my biggest and probably really the funniest story I've got. One of the funniest. I've got a million fishing stories. But uh, probably the funniest and the most that I can rag dad about Cause dad didn't go offshore fishing. Dad gets seasick. So that was that was pretty. Did funny. not know that about your dad. Dad gets yeah, seasick. So does Christian. You get seasick too? He was seasick the other day when whenever he had his he had his a uh, couple people with him and. Uh, oh no! Yes, sir. you got seasick, with, got the seasick the with the girls
2: on oh, the boat. Girls on the boat. Oh
1: no! Oh. <laughs>
2: Big old burly musc- muscly man here, and and, and he gets yeah. seasick.
1: He gets out there when when you see when you see Christian go uh, sit in the back of the boat and get real quiet. I'm no. talking about real quiet. Like he don't say nothing. He looks. He just looks pissed off at the world.
3: Sick. <laughs> yeah. He's sick than a dog. Yeah. Layton knows, and he makes sure everybody on the boat knows it too. Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad feeling, but uh-huh.
1: still, let everybody know.
2: <laughs> so you so your lady friends out there with you, and you got seasick.
3: Yeah, we're sitting by the console of the boat, and we we hit this wave it was mid wave and we hit mid wave and i looked at her and she said to me she said you okay i was like yeah oh no, no she no. saw she she saw it she caught me i was like no i i can't hold it anymore i i'd prefer you go to the front of the boat she goes okay so she walks to the front of the boat and i walk my i, I walk to the back of the boat and i go Leighton, don't don't even look <laughs> so i just lean over that boat because i know if i puke in that boat Lane's gonna have my ass so i just sit down calmly on the side of the boat lean over and just do my thing because 12 what no not 12 sorry scrapers. about two to three foot ways uh, i i i'm not yeah for some reason it's just i'm it's just too much huh he'll get
1: sick in dang four foot of water He's got it pretty bad. I'm not gonna lie. For all of y'all that don't know what seasickness is, I'm ragging on him right now. But I'll be honest with you. There's you cannot get away from it. Yeah. Once 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 you get it, it's it's done. Yeah. Done.
2: I've gotten it myself. I don't get it often, but I have gotten it before, and it's normally like something will happen. Like you'll turn your head and you'll hit a wave at the right time, and it just like throws your balance off. And from Mm. that point, it's just a yeah. It's it's it sucks, but. It really sucks when that happens in front of your lady friend that you're trying to impress. Yeah, yes. dude.
3: I was just like, oh. I, I, I was just like God. I, I'm sorry. It, it's going to happen. You got to so check that pride. You look at it. <laughs> Did you
2: have to induce it? Did you no, have to like, no? no? no it,
3: it just happened. No, he just sat
1: right there for three hours. Still happened. happen. I just went ahead and jumped in and got they got it over with. That's what I'm saying.
2: You didn't just go ahead and make yourself throw up?
3: No, I just let I just kept going He's on with it. it. I mean, I just I just oh, to hell with that. No, nope. two was, fingers
2: back at the throat. It's time to go. Over with. Get this yeah, over yeah. with. Most yep. of
3: the point, I just start. I stop getting. I, I just stop talking. I, I get real quiet. And Layton just every time he goes, you're right. He goes, you're right. And I'm like, uh yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And Layton just looks at me with a face. It's he's a like, you, "You're lying. you just trying to. <laughs> you were grinning from ear to ear, to weren't you? <laughs>
2: you were relishing the fact that he's just ill as hell. Oh, that that just tells
3: you how, how many times I've gone out with this dude. That's
2: that's the sick. That's the sick nature of 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 Layton and I. We just like you know, one of us gets seasick, and it's just going to be pounding that and person. Layton ain't gonna get seasick. Nah. Nah,
3: Layton doesn't get seasick. Layton will run
1: circles in twelve footers. He don't care. The only time I've ever gotten about seasick was in 14 and a half feet. I was about to say. On a catamaran coming back from the dry tortugas in the Keys with 80 other people (laughs) on the boat and you were stuck in a cabin with no AC. That's the only time I have ever, I've only gotten seasick one time.
2: Yep. And it was like eight foot seas. I
1: can be out there. We were out there actually last year in the dark fishing for snappers. Right. And it was eight and a half foot and you couldn't see them. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was just like, eh, I'm miserable. I want to go home, but I'm not sick. That's the only time I paid fishing was that. That was horrible. We got rained on three times. I oh, that's a-,
2: that's, a, that's a blessing when you get rained on. No, it wasn't. Why? It was
1: cold with the wind blowing 25 miles an hour. Define cold. Cold was like 42 degrees out there.
2: You were out saltwater fishing and it was 42 degrees? It was
1: about 56, but it don't matter. It's pretty cold. <laughs> okay. When you get soaking wet and you've been out there for 14 hours.
2: Y'all, uh, just a disclaimer here. I need to, just to open this with the with the beginning of every podcast. Myself and all members of the podcast and guests that we have, we probably all, if not completely, do suffer from a disease called I exaggerate. So just. I think everybody does. <laughs> hey, if it isn't a tall tale, it's not a good tale, right? No. There you go.
1: But, yeah, I mean, we might. Add a little bit but i literally can tell you it was in the upper 50s it to was, low. it was
2: negative 10 with a wind chill of negative 35 and that's we were out there like, that's what it felt like let me put it this way me and my i'm kid, only embellishing a little bit me here folks
1: that's how cold it was
2: and oh we had, no we
1: had to, it was a six hour snuggle ride. buddies you ain't kidding me. i'm not scared to say it it was a six hour riding we were getting to the dock and the sun was coming up and we left when we could still see the sun the day before. So you can imagine how cold and wet Mm -hmm. and ready to get off that boat I was. It didn't matter how much beer I drank; he could not hide how bad that was.
2: Well, see, I feel bad because y'all both have really cool, exciting, long fishing stories. Yeah, like so, like my greatest fight that I've ever had to deal with to date was, you know, so I didn't have boats growing up. I didn't have the ability to go out and and catch big fish.
1: Well, me and Walt.
2: Well, that's what I was getting is we spent a lot of time salt, uh, shark fishing because A, it was easy, B, it was fun, and and, and we C, dink,
1: tin cans for boats.
2: well, there was that, and they were just dependable. You're always going to catch shark, shark, you know, uh, and we caught some nice-sized shark. I mean, we, we got really into it and did a good job, so, uh, you know, about the same time, as I mentioned on previous podcasts, I'm about 15 years old, I'm fishing on the back pulpwood dock, and. At this point, I'm starting to upgrade my gear. I'm realizing that, you know, redfish and trout are kind of hard to come by on those docks. It's a little hard, but the one thing I can catch, like I said, is sharks. So, I've got, I don't know what it was. It was probably a seven and a half, eight foot surf rod, medium heavy. Was it that old wool when I gave
1: you, that antique
2: one? We had the green big game. It sure was. sure was was Like, this thing was old, like old. what 30 years old old oh
1: yeah it was like wood yeah wood this old it was it was wood it was brown it was wood. holy crap it was some sort of composite wood it wasn't composite but it was some sort of it was something wood. fiberglass is what it was no it was wood because there was no bend in it hardly it was a You're wood, right. It, it was, was a wood, wood rod with but it was like an of offshore rig. It with wasn't stuff, like a yeah. surf rig. With it was legit. In the of it.
2: Yeah. So Harvey, Harvey uh, upgraded his fishing gear at some point. And he gives me this rod, and it was legit. I mean, it was just like stiff as, as hell. I this mean, was like
1: 40 years old, so you know it's built. I, yeah,
2: yeah. And so I, I being the, the 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 frugal person I was, like I'm not gonna pass this rod up. So I bought myself a little Shakespeare four 0 reel, which is your basic offshore rod you know uh nothing fancy to it and i, I put 40 pound monofilament on there this is before big game your, line green. yep big that game line great. green that was the thing god almighty
1: god. see y'all i like fishing yeah he
2: he memorizes all this stuff and oh god was, i can't believe you remember that anyway so i i spooled this thing with 200 300 yards of this monofilament
1: which we think is going to be plenty
2: which we thought was going to be plenty, and oftentimes it was, and oftentimes, whatever it wasn't plenty for, we didn't really want to be trying to get off the other end of that hook anyways, and I'm out there fishing, and it's the outgoing tide, I'm You're fishing. Fred, wasn't it? Nope, just be, no. me by myself, no, it was me by myself at first.
1: Yeah, but then
2: Fred showed up. Fred showed up, yeah, he was just the messenger at that point, but, so, if you remember episode three, I talked about how my, I was always late, I was always fishing when I shouldn't be, and I'm out there fishing, and I've got like three hours to fish before you know I have to be at youth group or some crap or something. I don't know.
1: You by that point Tom. I think you're seventeen. Might have been. Yeah, it work.
2: Probably no, no, it wasn't what? because I wouldn't, I wouldn't have missed work for that. But anyways, I hook into something fierce. I mean, I set the hook, the line is ripping, and the way that I would do it is we, we would take our knives and we'd whittle out these little grooves in the dock, and we'd line, lean the pole up against it in a way that it would really have to work to pull that fish off there, and you'd set the drag such that it would zip, and the pole wouldn't go over, but you could, you know, go over there and easily set the hook.
1: These, these rods had clickers on them.
2: Yeah, so for people who don't you know know about saltwater fishing, you have these 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 bait clickers where you where you push this knob and it pretty much makes the 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 spool go free spin, and if the spool begins to unwind, it goes click 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 and you know that something's on there. So I'm sitting there laying on the dock, staring at the at the clouds like I you know it was just normal. You're waiting for something to take this half, and I had I had it with like a, a six aught hook and a half piece of blue crab that I would caught off the dock. And all of a sudden that thing just starts going real consistent. Click 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 And I'm thinking, Oh god, this is a big old song right here, okay. Just straight steady swimming. So I run over there. I pick up the pole, and you wait. You'd always wait just a minute, and make sure it kept going. You didn't feel you pick it up, and it just starts. It just keeps going. So I take the bait. The, the bait spent clicker off. I, I uh, slap the drag forward, and I just set the hook. And I swear to God. I have not done a whole lot of uh, big game fishing. I've never done anything crazy. But one thing I can tell you is when I pulled back, he decided that he wasn't having anything to do with it. And he pulled me clean up against that rail. And I have never been more fearful and like in awe of a fish than when I set the hook and that fish is dragging me off the dock. It was the coolest damn thing I've ever done. So it's in the middle of the afternoon. This fish is just, just slowly. I've got the drag set about three quarters because I'm only dealing with forty pound monofilament, and the pole is just, just bending, just bent and double. Man, this pole is just for all it can take. It's just bent and double, and this fish is just slowly taking line. The, 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 reel is just getting hot. The drag is just getting hot. Bear in mind, this isn't no tournament grade reel here. This what is. is it was What's a pin. Pen? It was a pin. Yep. So it was a good reel, but it wasn't. It wasn't made for this. It wasn't made for this, no. So this thing, I can literally see this green monofilament line wrapping around the the, the curve of the creek. And I'm doing everything I can to turn this. I mean, I'm just straight. Just, I'm bent over double. I've got both hands around the pole. I've got the pole in my gut, the butt of the pole in my gut. And I'm sitting here just pulling back on this thing. Just, I'm gassed. I am gassed. It's only been like 20, 25 minutes. I'm not ready for this. So I had to lay down on the dock, put my feet up on the rail, and hold on to the pole. And it's just taking line. There's nothing I can do to stop this fish. I mean, it is just, it is taking that rod and reel for everything that it was worth. And it's just going. It's just going. And at this point, you start to assess, what could this be? Is it a big shark? Well, sharks, you know, bump their head real hard. It had been faster and slower and faster and slower. So I start thinking, okay, well, maybe he would have turned potentially at some point. There have been more going on. So at this point, I'm starting to think, okay, well, maybe it's a, a log rolling down the river, you know, stuff like that. And about the time I start to have this thought, I see the line turn right, and then it turns left again. And I'm like, oh, shit, that ain't a rock. That ain't a daggone piece of wood floating down the bottom of that thing. That This Joker is straight up. Taking me where it wants to go, it's a fish. So I'm starting thinking, is it a tarpon? No, it's a game fish would have been faster. So eventually I settle on it's either a massive drum and I'm talking like
1: 40, 50 pounds
2: or more. Yeah. I mean Crazy. we're talking massive drum or it's a big stingray. I'm talking big stingray. That line took it all the way and that fish took about all about three quarters of the line off, and I realized at this point I either need to gamble, crank down that drag, or he's just gonna spool me. And that's going to be the end of the story. So I crank the drag down as tight as I possibly can to where he's not taking any more line. And the monofilament has a little bit of stretch to it. So you can feel that monofilament just bearing down as hard as I can. At this point, it's about 45 minutes. He's about to break the line. You can start to hear the wind hit it and it starts doing like that. Yep, it starts making that noise. At this point, I hear a four wheeler off in the distance. I'm thinking, okay, it's my salvation. Somebody's coming. Then it hits me. I'm supposed to be home like 30 minutes ago, okay? It's been like 40 minutes. I was supposed to be home 30 minutes ago or something like that. And here comes Fred on the dock. And Fred comes up and goes, hey, your mom said I could find you up here, uh, out here. Uh, what you doing? And I said, oh, I'm fishing. I got something really big on the line. He's like, yeah, 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 okay, okay. I was like, no, for real. I've been fighting this thing for like 45 minutes. So he's like, well, your mom said to, told me to tell you to come home. Typical. I'm late, right? So I said, hey, man, grab that phone, call my mom, and tell her I'm fighting a big fish. So, I'm sitting here holding this line. I'm just freaking bearing down on this thing. And he goes, your mom wants to talk to you. So, I hand him the pole. He's fighting the fish. And the whole time, I'm paranoid he's going to lose this fish. And I talk to mom. And she goes, if you don't get your butt back here in the house. it's like, mom, I'm fighting the biggest fish I've ever hooked into. I'm not coming home. She starts losing her mind. It's like put down on the phone. So, dad goes, don't you push me between your mother and I? I was like, Dad, if I told you I'm fighting the biggest fish I've ever seen, he's taking this rod. I've been fighting him for forty five minutes. He goes, Don't exaggerate. It's like I've been fighting this fish for at least forty five minutes, Dad. He goes, It's that big? I said, Yeah. He goes, Okay, I'll handle your mom. So, so another like third. Like, yeah. So 30-40 minutes go by. I'm still fighting this fish. Now the difference here is, every once in a while. I could I could get a little bit of that line back and he'd turn a little bit and I could get six cranks and then he'd take back off again. That's nothing. Six, cranks. six cranks is nothing. I mean, three you're looking, feet. yeah, three feet and then he'd take off. I'm literally I can count the the the, the 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 wraps of line that I've got left on this reel. And off in the distance, I'm watching and there's a thunderstorm coming you don't want to be out on these docks during these thunderstorms because it's just a, its not a comfortable feeling. didn't give you the warm and fuzzies. As the storm starts to roll in, my cell phone goes off again. I, I pick up the cell phone and Dad says, where are you? There's no way you're still fighting that fish. I said, Dad, it's been an hour and 15 minutes. I'm still fighting this fish. He goes, are you serious? I don't know what it is, but it's the biggest fish I've ever seen. Hands down, it's the biggest fish I've ever caught. And so he sends little Fred back out to check on me to make sure I'm still there because they didn't believe I was actually catching this fish so I put little Fred back on the line about this time I realized I'm not going to turn this fish I've got to do something so I get down off the dock and I start walking through the salt marsh and I start walking around the bin trying to put some more line on this reel because I'm doing the math I don't have any line so I put probably a quarter of the reel back on the line back on the reel and at that point I feel the line go slack and I'm like shit this fish just popped that line, or like he spit the hook, or something like that. And then I see the line, the the line start coming back towards the dock. He's decided to turn around and go back towards the dock. So I'm sitting here with like a four a four three three four three one reel, which basically what that means is every time you crank it, you get like half of a wrap on the spool. So this fish is coming at me a couple miles an hour, and I'm sitting here just going try to get as much of this line back on here.
1: He's...
2: Well, I'm, I'm not telling it for Christian. I'm telling it for the for the, for the listener. No, I'm
0: saying, but-
2: oh, yeah. He knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. So I'm trying to get all this line back on there. And I manage, long story short, two hours and 30 minutes later, I manage to turn the fish for the first time. He takes half my line back out. I turn him again. Gambled. Put the the, the drag down as far as I can. Yank. The fish turns. Get him up to the bank. And I'm like, I should see this. I should see this fish now. Like I know how much line's on here. The, I can see the line in the shallows. Why can't I see this fish? I shit you not, the biggest, blackest, darkest thing started moving through the water. And I thought it was clouds above me casting a shadow. Because it was like this six-foot diameter like gray dot in the water. I was like, what the hell? Then I see the tail come up out of the water and smack. This thing had to have been a couple hundred pounds stingray. And it was five and a half feet in diameter. It had three barbs on it. Three of the barbs were over a foot long. And when I put a 75-pound scale in his mouth and began to pull up, like didn't even pull up, began to pull up, he maxed it. Done. That scale was over. It was over. Done. Was the biggest daggum fish I've ever seen. But I was
1: so exhausted. This is one of those that you see on Discovery, channel. Yeah. I mean, literally, that's what one huge. of these are. It was a
2: freaking nature, man. It was. It was unreal. It was a big old stingray.
1: Old stingray.
2: I bet you that thing was 300 pounds minimum.
1: Yeah, I mean, just he.
2: Ma- I didn't get the front of his face six inches off the ground before he maxed out that 75 pound scale. I mean, I got it that far off the ground, and boom, max done. Good luck. Yeah, it was incredible. So, yeah, I was late as hell, exhausted, but didn't matter. So <laughs> adrenaline. Yeah, that's it. Closing thoughts. You got anything to share, Christian? We do closing thoughts every time. What do you like about saltwater? Anything you want to say? Closing thoughts.
3: I mean, it's just a great experience. I I mean, that's all I can say about it. I mean, if you ever had the chance to do it, go do it. Go do it. This is
1: coming from somebody that had never seen it until a year and a half, two years ago. From me. Ever. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, this is for everybody out there that has never...
2: Pay a charter. If you're from Ohio, fly down here, pay a charter, and go do it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's Mm -hmm. just one of those things that you'll never forget. Yeah. and if you can see a sunset or a sunrise on a boat, it's you will never forget that in your life, Right. ever. It's the prettiest thing you'll ever see.
2: There you go. Some of my best times have been on saltwater. Sunburn, stinging fingers, dry skin afterwards.
1: Yeah, speaking of sunburn, Ooh. yep, my back last Sunday. Oh.
2: Well, we y'all. Thank you there. for joining us for another podcast. I hope, excuse me. I hope the audio quality turns out to be what we hope it is. And Layton and I will have to invest in another po- another mic. That way, if uh, Christian wants to join us or somebody else wants to join us again, we can we can have them on here. And uh, if you liked what you heard. Hit the subscribe button, please. Leave us a review on iTunes. We really need to, to to get that feedback from y'all to know what we need to do differently. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook, and please don't forget to go to Wild Edge Incorporated and uh, follow their their Facebook and Instagram and, and show them some love. Y'all be good. Appreciate it.